Hi, it's episode 33, season 2 of the Tottenham Hotspur Family Podcast. Joining me this week, Mark Stoll from California. Hello. And Bex from Portsmouth. Hello. Right, it's just gone 8 o'clock on Sunday the 10th of April. Um, We've played United, um, we've beaten United comprehensively. Um, Mark, I'm going to come to you. Um, You woke up ridiculously early to watch the game um, and the game was delayed by 30 minutes which probably made you even more frustrated um, what, what's your was it worth getting up for? It wasn't too bad today actually I mean it was a, uh, the game was was worth getting up at any time in the end but uh, um, it was an 8 o'clock start for us today so not too bad 8am over in California um, no it was a good result in the end I think we we didn't start too well. I wasn't. We had we didn't create a bunch of chances in the first half, but we uh, the chances we created were good ones that we probably should have put away. But um, no, we it was a good performance. I think Walker was the man of the match for me. I think he battled really well with their most um, probably their best player, Martial being on his side. He seems to relish those one-on-one battles. Mm. Did really well. Um, we just seem to grow into the game. Kane, Kane was excellent. His uh, his little pass to set Ericsson through before the first goal was brilliant, as far as I'm concerned. And he did a great um, pass inside the left back um, to put set Walker away just before that too, which was really good. But um, no, it was a very good uh, second half performance. Great six what was it six minutes we scored all those goals in. Yeah, and uh, yeah, a big boost for us. Exactly the kind of kind of win we need at this point in the season, I think. But before I bring you in, Bex, um, were you surprised that the Tongan got the nods ahead of Vimmer? Bearing in mind, we had a question about um, about the Tongan's return last week. Um, were you surprised that Vimmer was dropped? A little bit harsh, perhaps? or I, I was surprised, being as it was... Um, you know, he's barely got back to fitness, it seems. Um, and based on Poch's, Poch's usual... Uh, his usual way of bringing people back in is to slowly but surely get them back in there. Being as it was United, yeah. I mean, I would have expected maybe... If we were winning with 20 minutes to go or something, him to maybe give Jan a run out today and then maybe look at starting him against Stoke. So, yeah, it was quite a surprise. A little bit concerned that maybe he could get injured again and then we'd be a sub down, but he came back in and normal service was resumed. It is tough on Vimmer, though, and I hope he he took it well and doesn't 
doesn't come away thinking that you know his chances are limited and he wants to leave because there'll be plenty of people interested in him. I think. Thanks. Um, what's your take on match? Yeah, I thought it was a fantastic match. I don't think Hugo had a particularly busy day. I think he again he was quite quiet at the back, sipping espresso and you know having a goals and comp- composing poetry again. They didn't do anything really to bother him, um, and I, but I was never worried that they were going to do anything. I always thought, as it showed. So the first 20, 25 minutes, um, we were under a bit of pressure, but nothing that I, I thought the players handled all really well. Um, and then, yeah, what a fantastic six minutes. I just persuaded the dog to come and sit with me. <sighs> after the first goal and then we scored again she was like okay I've had enough I'm not coming to see with you again so it was good it was really good there was there was one vital save he made I think when it was at nil-nil um, where it looked as though they, they were going to score um, and I think but, he, but uh, yeah okay but he wasn't frantically busy despite all that pressure they put on us no, he that... wasn't you know the, the Hollywood saves weren't there it wasn't fingertip off the bar off the post none of that was going on they weren't as good as they think they are. No, it's easy to say when you're on the back of a 3-0 win, hey? Absolutely. And I, and I think um, they didn't... I thought the first 20, 20, 20 to 25 minutes I found really frustrating because I didn't think we were that we were at the races for that, that, for that first period. Um, I think our ball retention was poor and we kept giving them too many opportunities, um, which they didn't, as you say, capitalise on at, not at any one point apart from the one point in the second half where they had a, they had a shot. I... They, they never tested Larice, um, but I did find find it frustrating very early on. Just, I did, you know, I didn't think. I thought we, we after that after those twenty five minutes, Lamella went close with a header. I thought we then stepped up our, our game a bit. Our ball retention was a lot better. Um, I thought Ericsson had a really good game. Walker, as you say, Mark Dembele was just class. Um, again, we say it every every bloody week and he is just quality um, but I did feel the first half when we went in I thought it was fairly even Stephen second half um, we were the better team and frankly it could have been four or five um, yeah I think we came out fighting from the uh, from the start of the second half Yeah. so maybe that was Potch's master plan to um, let them think that yeah they could do it whilst we would absorb the pressure and then I dare I say it do a Leicester on them almost Go out and play against them properly. Um, I, th- I thought also it was noticeable that as good as Vimmer's plays, um, Vertonghen looks really good. I mean, he when we started doing the podcast um, November 2014, um, and I remember the first few pods, Nikki going on about how she wanted Vertonghen to show leadership, to, to show a bit of fight. Um, some leadership qualities, and I thought today he 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 did that, and he 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 was talking a lot, and um, he was taking charge of taking charge of things, and I think that took a bit of pressure off Toby, and that's not a not a criticism of Vimmer, who's done a, a superb job um, in in the games that he's he's uh, played, but I'm I'm just glad the Tongans back. Um, 
Maybe, maybe it's because uh, Vimmer's making him step his game up too. I mean, he, there's no doubt about it. He knows he's got to fight for his place, whether he's straight back in the team or not. You know, so maybe he's uh, he's taking notice a little bit too. Yeah, and and we need that. We need that competition. We 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 saw early in the season when the games were coming thick and fast, and, and the fullbacks were getting rotated. So, you know, maybe it's been a blessing in disguise for Tongan getting injured because it's shown us that we've got another player who can come in, who can do a job if need be, and it gives that competition, as you say. Um, just on Moose for Dembele, I, I don't know who it was. It was somebody, I'd read something, I think it was a match of the day. It could have been one punt. I don't know which cunt it was. I mean, all, all, all of these pundits, they all, they're all cunts. Blend so, into one yeah, they all, they all bend into, blend into one big cunt. Um, somebody said it was like a team of the year, and um, it might have been on Football Focus yesterday. I don't know. Um, and they had Harry Kane in there, and that was the only Tottenham player in there. And in the midfield, they had um, Kante and some other fuckhead from Leicester. Right? But how how on earth Moussa Dembele isn't in somebody's team of the year? How on earth Toby Alderweireld, who, who's like the best centre back in in the Premier League, isn't in anybody's team of the year? That's just beyond me. Pricks. Okay, and breathe, my friend. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I think you're right. I think that. Again, you know, Spurs are massively under the radar, which I don't normally bother about, but I watched the first 15 minutes of that Leicester game today and couldn't stick because of the commentary. Couldn't stick listening to the how, oh, they're all fantastic, they're all great, you know. And I was like, right, that's it, had enough. You're all talking shite again. So um, I stopped watching altogether, which is just as well, really, because it's Leicester. But yeah, they're all the same. So, um, I was at the game and I was um, had the pleasure of... I met up with um, ASD, um, host presenter of the Echoes of Glory podcast. I was there with ASD and Mrs. ASD. Um, we we watched the game together in the South Upper, which is not normally where I would Ooh. where I would be. But I've got to say, good for you. Um, I had to sit down a lot, but fine. Um, now... Before the game, we went to um, a place, I think neither of us had, had been there before, um, to get some food, as you do, um, and um, it's a place called Chicken Town, um, which is recently opened, um, and it's on Tottenham High Road, um, and it just sells healthy fried chicken. Um, so the food was really good. Hang on a minute, hang on a minute. Yep. Healthy, fried healthy fried chicken. Healthy, healthy fried, you know, it's like happy, organic chicken, herb-fed, that sort of thing. Um, uh, you, you can you can look it up. Anyway, the food was really good. The restaurant was, you know, good good decor. It wasn't like a typical, I don't know, Chick King or, or some other fast food outlet. It, it was a nice place, good food, good atmosphere. Um, the toilets were quite good. Um, I everything was just clean and, and lovely um and hopefully hopefully it's, it, it's an example of it was very untottenham untottenham high road um and hopefully it's, it's an example of the things that are going to come when um when the new stadium is built there are of course other we should say there are other fast food outlets <coughs> along tottenham high road but we're not going to mention them because they're how all much, shit how much are these guys paying you they're not. They're not. But um, but but it but it was it was good. And yeah, caught up with with ASD. Um, watched the game with him and his wife. Um, and uh, yeah, it was had it was healthy good. fried chicken. 
healthy fried chicken. Google it. Google it. Chicken Town. Yeah. No, um, I mean, yeah. they, they missed. They missed out on a name there. I mean, Kentucky Fried Chicken, healthy fried chicken, perfect. Yeah, and with clean, and with clean toilets. Well, clean toilets. yeah, they should absolutely put that in, that in their um, in their advertising, shouldn't they? As recommended yeah, by come, Jab. It's a place to go. Come and, come and take it. Take, come and take a shit in our clean bars and buckets. <laughs> <coughs> You're who, horrible. Who needs, who needs bagels when you've got chicken town? Um, Stop. <laughs> uh, just, I should just mention, so Echoes of Glory podcast, that's, that's being recorded tomorrow night and um, I will be a guest on it tomorrow. So give it a listen. It's a good, it's a good pod. Um what else, what else, what else? Um, the United fans, bless them, they were singing um, You Better Believe Us, You Better Believe Us, You you Nearly Won the League or something like that. And we uh, took the piss out of them and said, and said something along the lines of you, you nearly qualified for the Champions League. Um, of course, we had the last laugh to, towards the end of the match when we were singing your fucking shit, which was, which was yeah. good. Um, but uh, yeah, all, all in all, it was... Good day, good result. The game was delayed, as we said, by half an hour, which which was annoying. And I, I feel particularly for for um, some of our fans because we've obviously got fans not just you know from London and and home counties, but um, Paul Esau, friend of the show. Um, he 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 lives in Bridgend and he came all the way from Bridgend. I hope he got his train back. Um, I don't feel sorry for the United fans because of course for them it's just going to be a short short journey to Surrey. So. Um, shouldn't make much difference to them. Now, oh, they'll be they'll be okay. Yeah. Now Leicester played before us, um, and uh, I'm reliably informed they won their match, um, and that racist cunt Vardy scored. Um, so nothing's changed. We're still seven points behind. Five matches left. I'm going to ask you both: Can we do it? Mark, we we can we can we can win all the rest of our matches. Yeah, that's that's basically what we need to do, and then you know, got to rely on their results. But we can absolutely win every one of our last uh, remaining games, and that's all we can ask of them. Basically, and finish above that's the goon, goons in the process. I'm not even yeah. bothered about that though. I'm not no, bothered about I. them that lot at all. I think. Because we've been above them for a little while now. Um, but I'm just, really, who are they? Not even bothered in the slightest. The important thing is just to do as well as we can. And yes, we still have a shot at the title. Um, but it is very much in the hands of Leicester. And depending on how their results go. And that's what we're waiting on. And we're playing catch-up, aren't we, for yeah. most of the games. Yeah. The rest of the season, all bar the, the last day. So they've got, I know their last three games off the top of my head, they've got um, Chelsea away, which won't be easy, as we said, it's going to be John Terry's last game, Gisfidding's last game as well, um, and I'm sure Chelsea will um, be professional about these things. Um, they've got Everton before that at home, and then United away, uh, and then before that, their next two matches are... So they've got two home games against the Spammers and um, Swansea. Um, that's where we need need them to drop drop points, really. Um, well, West Ham are chasing the European place. Yep. 
So you, they, maybe they'll put some effort in. Um, they did okay yesterday, which was just amusing against the arse. Uh, so hopefully they'll, um, they'll not do it for us. Don't believe that for a moment. But they will certainly do it because it's an achievement for them. And that's all we can hope for. That's the Swansea yeah, I don't, before. I don't see... Uh... I don't see Leicester having a problem with Everton. They just can't defend for shit. Oh, and they're going to be concentrating on the cup, right? Yeah. Who knows? Well, if they draw either one of those games, they'll, they'll and assuming we, we win all our matches, they'll go down to five. And they've got United and Leicester. We need to. We need them to lose one of those. They'll, that'll take them down to two. Going into the Chelsea match, which their, their their final game, they're in, in with a chance. But um, yeah, the, the games are running out. Um, I just personally, this is just from personal experience. Um, I'm sick and tired, really sick and tired of listening to, particularly neutrals, um, people that, and, and also people that don't really follow football, tell me. It's you know it's Leicester deserve it and and it's a uh, oh it's, it's such a fairy tale and this that and the other I can't, I really fucking can't stand them they cunts <laughs> um, apart from their manager you hide who, it so well <laughs> yeah I, I, well you know Vardy's a okay Vardy is a racist cunt let let's 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 call a spade a spade and a cunt a cunt he's he's a racist he's he's a racist right that's period okay um, they they're anti football. Um, They've had lots of results and lots of refereeing decisions that favoured them. And at the end of the day, okay, let's say they go and win the title, right? Who the fuck cares, okay? If we finish second, that's going to be a huge achievement, okay? I know it's not over until it is over, but let's just say we finish second. That's one hell of a fucking achievement with a team that, um, you know, it's what, the youngest team in the Premier League? Youngest squad we've got? With you know hardly any experience, we, we've got uh, a 19-year-old sensation, Deli Ali, who um, is still learning, learning his way, um, and that would be one hell of an achievement. They win the league, fine, they win the league, but what have they got? What history have they got? They're nothing. They're just a shit team from a small provincial town in England. Fuck them, cunts. Um. <laughs> okay. Should we move on to the Spurs ladies? <laughs> anyway, um, the, well. What's happening on Thursday? On in the, well, yeah, the, no, hang on. Hang on a minute. Don't rile me. I have, the, I have this all planned in my head. So, the ladies' senior team um, lost today. They played Brighton, Hove, Abbey and lost 2-1. Um, super sub Bianca Baptiste came on to score our goal. She came on in the 69th minute and scored in the 71st. So that's quite, you know, that's, that's not a bad turnover, is it? Um, so that was the senior team. Their focus is very much on Thursday. So anybody who has failed to listen to me at any stage blabbering on about this needs the head examined. Um, the ladies play the first of their three cup finals. On Thursday, they play at Chesson. It's a 7.30 kickoff. Get your asses up there. Go support the girls. Um I'm certainly going because what else we're going to do on a Thursday evening? Yeah. So I shall go. Um, they are how, playing Charlton Ladies and it's in the Ryman Cup final. And how much are the tickets? I'll, I'll be there as well. How much are the tickets? Tickets, tickets are a fiver for grown-ups, a uh, quid for under 16. So I think there's a concession as well. But sorry, I only looked at 
grown-ups and kids because it's me and the brat that are going. What about those of us who haven't grown up? Do we get a confession? No. Damn. No. Um, most home league games, if you go as a member, you don't pay. But they're only charging because it's a cup final, and rightly so, because it's a bit special. Well, yeah. it would be if we weren't in three of them. So that's what the senior team are up to. Um, but just to give you a heads up that there were lots of other tournaments going on today. Um, we had a hat-trick across the under-15s, the under-16s and the under-12s. They all played in cup finals today and we won every single one. So that's a good omen for Thursday. I quite like that. And following on from our interview with Spurs ladies skipper Jenna Scalacci and star striker Evia Bergin back in February um, we, we, Bex and I went, went to Hotspur Way um, we're going to be at Hotspur Way again aren't we on May the we are indeed May, May the 4th, 4th I believe yep yep so but this time we're going to interview Karen Hills who's the team manager which is quite good and a young other player that we haven't um, confirmed as yet but okay. Karen is definitely going to be there so um, you know the rules people any questions you know how to find me you know how to find Jav. Drop us a line. So we've got um, we've got the Total for Family Podcast Facebook page. Um, you can contact us on at on on Twitter. You can contact the page on at thf podcast. Um, you can contact myself on Twitter um, and Bex. Um, I am at, on Twitter at bunches Bex. Bunches Bex. Um, I'm on Twitter, but my Twitter handle's a mouthful, so um, anyway. Um, use the podcast one. <laughs> use the podcast one. Um, you can also... At least, eat... at least something of yours is. Um, you, can, <laughs> you can also um, email spurs at the Tottenham Hotspur family podcast.com. So um, send us your questions. Um, we'll, we'll be recording on Wednesday the 4th. Um, I'd imagine the pod would either go out late that night or early next morning on Thursday the 5th of May so it'll be a midweek one Um, on a separate note there will also be another midweek pod we're going to do the following week um, on Wednesday the 11th to be confirmed Um, myself and Nikki will be interviewing um, Martin Cloak and Cat Laws from the Tottenham Hotspur Supporters Trust almost a year to the day that we interviewed them last um, so if you've got any questions for the trust whether that's around ticketing or any fans, fan issues anything around the new stadium um, anything around White Hart Lane um, anything around uh, catering um, not then, again uh, uh, travel for, for away fans um, whatever just um, drop us a email again usual channels um, and uh, yeah right should we do some questions? So, yeah, why, why not? not? Um, at AT underscore Spurs at all, Tomar, who was on pod last week, asks, today's game was delayed by 30 minutes. What's your most memorable 30 minutes as a Spurs fan? I, I reckon um, today was a pretty good way to remember. You know, at least six minutes, if nothing else. But Mark and I were talking about this earlier when the question was posted, and Mark had a good one. Yeah, I mean, 
I mean, if you're talking about this season, then I would say the last half hour against City or the first half hour against West Ham, where we just totally tore them apart. But if you're going <clears throat> before this season, then you got to look at the uh, four goals in about, I don't know, seven <laughs> minutes against Southampton a while back in the 90s. And then also uh, the little Mr. Ronnie Rosenthal episode. Yeah, was pretty I remember that. Too. I remember that one. <laughs> yes. I remember that one. Right. Um well, that was that was Southampton too, but we scored two goals in two minutes, um, as I recall, the 56th and 58th minute. When we were two 0 down in that cup tie, and then Roy Rosenthal got got a brace, and I think memory serves me, Klinsman. He scored three, didn't he? He scored three. Sorry, yeah, he got, he got two. Then then he got a third, and then I think Klinsman, Sheringham, and Barnby got the others, and we won that six two. And right. it was going to be our year and all of that. Oh yeah, such memories. It snowed that night. That's the only thing I remember. I remember. I remember the game. I yeah. remember watching it, but I don't recall players and goals the way you guys do. Not I remember. Not... I remember it because I was actually working nights at the time, and I had to leave to go to work. And when we were two 0 down, and I missed it all, I was gutted. <laughs> March of '95. Yep, I remember it like it was yesterday. Um, went to, went to school the next day, um, feeling quite smug. Um, we it was the '90s, and uh, Spurs were pretty shit those days. And most of the people that I went to school with were United fans, um, Glory Hunters. Anyway, um, oh for me, I'd say 30 minutes. Uh, I think the Chelsea game last season. I can't. It's difficult because you can't. I can't remember. It's a bit like today. Um, I've got no recollection over um, how f- far apart those goals were. I mean, was it? I think one of you said earlier it was over the course of ten minutes or something, or nine minutes. Six. Six. Today. Apologies. Six. Um, I think maybe the the when we beat Chelsea five three last year. Um, few of the goals in the second half went in over a similar sort of period or maybe if you include it from <coughs> the end of through the end of the first half and then into the second it might have been over 30 minutes and um, that was memorable this season yeah probably that city game um was something special in fact both of them yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there's other things the bail hat trick at the san siro Although we were on the losing end of it, that was yeah. all really quick. That was in like 15 minutes max, I think. That was an awesome game to watch, despite being on the losing end. And then when we brought them back to the lane, that was another good night. So I don't know. It's really hard to pick out individual 30 minutes, isn't it? There are so there could be if you sat and looked at it all. There's so many. Just just on Bale, we had a question from Nick Steele who, who asked Bale, "Is is he all that?" <laughs> um, and I've, I've just a follow up from that, and it's something we we discussed earlier in the season. At the time, I said, "Well, it was it was all about you know, would you take Bale back? Would he come back to us?" It was one of those questions. And at the time, I said, and "This was several months back. It probably was the end of 20, 2015. Um I said that the possibility of Bale coming back wasn't as far fetched as some might think. In so far as we will be a Champions League team, you know, and and at the time we were we were in contention." Um, I haven't done the maths, but 
I think it's fair to say that it looks likely that we're going to be a we're going to finish somewhere in the top four, top three even. Um, so Bale, is he all that? And would you take him back? Well, yeah, he's, so he's, I, uh, go on, Mark. He, he's definitely all that, but um, the reason he, he does, I mean, he's actually got a pretty damn good scoring record for Madrid too. I think if you if you look at the stats, he hasn't done badly at all. Um, he's just, for me, he's just waiting in the wings. They get rid of Ronaldo and they start building the team around him, then he's going to fly. Um, would I take him back? Absolutely. The way we play, imagine having his pace and the way we the way we win the ball back and and you know transition counter attack he would be absolutely deadly for us and we would absolutely slaughter teams with him in the same yeah, absolutely just, would take him back but it's not just about his play is it it's everything that goes with him he's still the most expensive player in the world oh yeah so he's it's never going to come back to us, but. I know I know but it's not just I don't think you could look at it as an, just as that. You'd have to look at everything else. Would he fit in with the team? Would Poch want him, despite what he said previously? Um, how would the team manage now they've got a recognised superstar, whereas we don't have that currently? Salary, media circus, focus on bail, all the drama. Realistically, would they want him back? I would take him back in a, in a heartbeat, and I think that he's still he's still fairly young, and I still think he can develop his game. And I think he, the one person he, he could do that under is Pochettino, but it's just a question of whether he wants to do that. If he's just after um, the glory, then he'll stay at Madrid. And, and Mark, you're right. If if they want him and there's certainly every possibility that they could, when Ronaldo hangs up hangs, hangs up his boots, they could build a team around him. My concern is if he left Madrid, that he would go somewhere else and that talent would get wasted. And I, I just can't see... I can't Where see him. Where would he him. go, though? Well, that, that's the thing. Let's just say Madrid sold him. Um, where would he go? If he was coming back to the Premier League, would he go to... Chelsea or a United, I don't, not at the moment. He might go to Man City if they want him, um, if Pep wants him. Um, but I, I think that he's a talented player, but I just don't think his game has, has come on since he's gone to Madrid. Um, and I think that if, if he played under Pochettino, um, his, he would improve and be well, an even better player. The thing is, there's a difference, though. We're, uh, yeah, we're going to be a Champions League team next year, but any player, when they get to his level, they want to be an established Champions League team. You want to feel that you're going to a team that every season you think they're going to be in the Champions League, you know? And we ain't, we're not quite there yet, so... I doubt he'd come to us, but there's only there's only certain teams that could afford him. Let's be honest. Mm. I'm sure he's on pretty shit wages there at Madrid. So yeah. it narrows down the teams that could afford him to afford to buy him, let alone pay his wages. I think, and he's going to command that money. Still, 
he's going to command a hell of a lot of money. Yeah. So, who knows? Okay. He's not a Spurs player anyway, so fuck him. Um, Sam Moore asks, over the last couple of years, and these are Spurs players, Kane, Mason, Benzelab have broken into the first team. Who do you think will be the next youth product to nail down a place in the squad? Oh, God, I just think we are. <laughs> um, you know, the new Windy. Um, I don't know in all truth. There's gossip about um, Carter Vickers and potentially Marcus Edwards if he stays. Yeah, Carl, Carl Walker Peters. I don't know. That... Yeah, he's another one. Or even actually, are you looking at somebody like Harry Winks, who, although he's been mentioned and is in the squad, has yeah. played not much at all? Is it that kind of level? I don't know. I would say, and and only by, and I've seen Carl Walker, Carl Walker Peters, but less so based on what I've seen of him, which have been the odd game here and there, more so what Windy Coyser said on the Viking Cock. I'd say Carl Walter, Walker Peters. And of the current crop, the ones who are in, in around the team, you mentioned Harry Winks. Um, I think Josh Onomer gets a bit of stick from some of our fans, but I, I think he'll, he'll come good. Um, the one I'm really, I was really looking forward to this season, but unfortunately he's missed a lot of it through injury, is Pritchard. Um, and all three of those players signed contracts, long, long-term long contracts. So Pochettino obviously sees something in them, in, in their makeup. So Why do, why has he let Pritchard go to uh, West Brom then? Because Is this the Berahino trade-off deal thing? Possibly. I think that, I mean, he, he had an injury first part of the season and yeah. I think I think he just, he need, Pritchard needed first-team football somewhere and he couldn't guarantee it at that at, point at which we were in, in, in the season because other players had established themselves so I think that was more about getting Pritchard out, out on loan somewhere Pr- but Pr- poss- Pritchard, Pritchard had a choice <coughs> between a, champion, a championship team and West Brom and he chose West Brom mm. because he wanted to get premiership experience yeah which he hasn't got because last season he was what, at Brentford um, right yeah a pr- I'd like to see. I hope next season he gets his break. I mean, this was supposed to be the season, but I hope he gets his break. But um, there's certainly a good conveyor belt of ta- young talent coming through. Whoever, whoever it is, that, whoever comes through, I guess that they've probably got a double-barreled surname. <laughs> so um, you're saying Winks, Pritchard and Onoma should all just pack up and leave, yeah? Yeah, or tell their mum <laughs> to get remarried. Well, there you go, Carl Walker Peters. He's um, and Cameron Carter Vickers. They'll be okay. Yep, they'll be fine. Um, There's loads of them in the youth team too. There's a whole bunch of them. Yeah, but then you're looking at players like Shiloh Tracy, who isn't, and you know Marcus Edwards. So perhaps not Mr. Stoll. We'll see. Eddie Elsley asks, Milton Keynes or Wembley for the Wilderness season, or both with Champions League at Wembley? It's got to be Wembley, come on. Yeah, I guess it will be Wembley. Wembley is the nice choice, isn't it? It's the sensible one. Um, I don't know if we'll be allowed. Because Chelsea put a bid in as well, didn't they? Yeah, but yep. um, I think we've 
well, we should we should see how that transpires. But um, when do they need it? That's the, that's the thing. We only need it for one season, 2017-18. Well, I've got a feeling they put their bid in for the same time. Right, okay. How big, how big is Milton Keynes? How big is it? I mean, it's about, about 30,000. 30, and it looks impressive yeah. on, on TV. I think it was earlier this season when Milton Keynes played, ironically, Chelsea. Um, it looks in, impressive from sort of aerial shots. But it's more, it's more out of the way for our fans, though, right? Yeah, yeah. and it's a dump. It's a shithole. Have, you, have, you, have either of you been to Milton Keynes? Yep. Nah. It's grey and it's shit. But but there's so, our bigs like Fulham or something, you know. They they must have a decent sized ground. I think Fulham are about twenty thousand, possibly twenty or thirty. I don't know, maybe less than thirty. Craven Cottage isn't that I don't big. Know. Tiny, isn't what, it? To me, whatever's easiest for the for the diehard fans to get to, you know. That's and that's the way that I would hope the club are looking at it too. So well. It hopefully it'll be Wembley, but it's what it would it'll be a reduced capacity, I think, of fifty thousand, but that's fourteen thousand more than White Hart Lane and hopefully more, more f- revenue opportunity too. More revenue well, yeah, because I don't know if Wembley has actually been fully paid for. So it might be because it's owned by the FA, isn't it? Yeah. So it might be a case of they'll let us play there because it means that they'll get more gates and then pay off the ground more quickly. Jeez, what are they doing with their money if they ain't paid that off? Oh, because it overran and then there are all sorts of problems and yada yada. Um, Yeah, but you know they've got money coming out of their asses. No, it's all going back into grassroots football. How dare you be so cynical and say things like that? (sighs) Yeah, well, they've got to cheat. They've got to cheat. Cheap shit England manager now that I don't have to pay a bunch of money to. Why? So. Why Hodgson? Uncle Uncle Boy. Why? Um, now all that money's going to pay off referees to um, help Leicester City win the league. Because that's that's um, that's got to happen, you know. I mean, the, okay, by the way, the, the I suggest re- that slander. Sue me if anybody wants 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 to do that. They're more than welcome to. Um, just talking referee. The referee today was pretty shit. Um, I don't know who 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 the referee was, um, uh, but he was pretty Mike cool. Dean. Is it Mike Dean? He was yeah. at our game, not the Leicester game. Uh, uh, who? Yeah, our game. Yeah. Yeah, it was Mike Dean. I don't know. Mike it Dean. might be written on your program somewhere. <laughs> I I don't bother. I don't bother with programs. <laughs> Five pounds or whatever it is, and you you never read it. Um, I I never understand match programs. Three fifty, and I just send them to the states. <laughs> yeah, three fifty. Yeah, that's not bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but I never read them. Um, right, another question from Sam Moore. Given our rise up the league this season, what constitutes progress for next season? It's to sustain this, isn't it? Yeah. The, the whole thing last year with Harry Kane was that he was a one season wonder and we know what Potts has done and we can see the improvement in the team but outsiders may not the same way that we're viewing Leicester so I'm guessing next year will all be about improving the squad 
not necessarily position-wise, but consolidating what we've learned from this season. If we're, if we're in contention, yeah, compete. Competing, competing for the league again and qualifying in the Champions League for a second season running and, you know, not making twats of ourselves in the Champions League. If we can get through the group stages, then that would be massive as far as I'm concerned and we would have done really well but it's it's definitely maintaining it's the toughest thing to do be consistent yeah. Yeah. we've been consistently around fifth and fourth now it's a case of whether we can be consistently top four and challenging if we're in contention and that's all we can do if we're in contention next season bear in you know, mind there's going to be City under Pep, there's going to be other teams that are all fighting for it. If we're in contention, that, I, that as a Spurs fan, all I've ever asked for actually is for, for us to do that over the over the course of you know course of the last few years. <coughs> and um, you know, you're, you're not always going to win the trophies. You're you're not always going to um, pick up the titles because there's going to be other teams. But if you're there or thereabouts, then you can't ask for much more as a fan. Um, at least if you're there or thereabouts, you're in with a chance. Um, Be careful, you're sounding very much like an average Arsenal fan. No, that sort of thing, <laughs> that sort of thing that Sir Alex Ferguson would have said, and I've got a great deal of respect for for, for um, uh, the last um, manager to have won a league title, United. Um, it was quite funny, towards the end of the game, um, Spurs fans were singing... We want you to stay. We want you to stay, Louis, Louis Van Gaal. We want you to stay. Um, that's I don't know whether what's what's been more comical, um, Chelsea's demise earlier in the season under Mourinho um, or Van Gaal. It's the only thing that's, that's that's just made me quite sad and upset about the whole thing is that the fact that Chelsea got rid of Mourinho. Mourinho. They could have kept Mourinho on, and we could have watched each week as United and Chelsea faltered under their respective managers. Well, you may yet get a chance to see that with um, with the proposal that Mourinho is going to United. Yeah, I was thinking about that during the game. Yeah, that'll be good. Um, I've lost my thread. Um, uh, 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 I think that also, obviously, yeah, winning a cup. Would be nice whether it's a League Cup or FA Cup. Obviously, it goes without saying. But, but the main thing is, as you both say, it's, it's about it's about su- sustaining what we've done, cons- consolidating that, and, and just you know proving that that, w- that we can do it again. Um, Champions League. I don't know if we finish the season second. Will we, will we be seeded? I guess not. If we win the league title, we might, be, we might be seeded. But anyway, either way, you're going to get tough games. Um, and right. we'll just have to see how that goes. Yep, that's exactly right. Whatever happens, you're in the Champions League. You're going to have some damn tough games coming. That's for sure. Um, if we fucked up in the Champions League and finished third in our group and dropped into, into the Europa... Would either of you take the Europa League as a trophy come the end of the season? Or would you feel that it should only be the teams that um, have qualified for that competition? 
Now, I hate the way they do that to Europa. I think it really devalues the whole competition. Um, and it's the whole reward for failure, isn't it? Yeah. From the Champions League. You're not quite good enough to play at that level, but that's okay. Don't worry. We'll still make sure that you have some money. And, you know, it's all a bit of a... It seems a bit of a con. Um, so, no, I don't think that's the way it should be. I'd rather I'd rather drop out the Champions League and not have to worry about Europe for the rest of the season and concentrate yeah. on finishing the season as high as possible rather than still get stuck with playing playing and play, going to playing Thursday nights as well. Nah. Okay, interesting. No, I I I I, I agree with you both in terms of I you know I think it it does devalue the competition. I was just just wondering if. If we suddenly found ourselves in that situation, whether we would uh, think differently. Um, okay, final question. Carol Hayward asks. Um, so Carol's been a Spurs fan for, well, she's been going for over thirty years, um, and uh, but she's finally going to do a tour of White Hart Lane. She asks, "What mischief do you suggest I do on that tour?" Mm. <laughs> Etch, please wow. sign a contract into Potch's seat. Is she going to take her David Ginola Rahipno with her? <laughs> <laughs> well, who, does you, who does she use? Yeah. yeah. Who, who, who does she use on? <laughs> we know she likes the beats. Got... And she likes AVB, oh, yeah. but. Um... Yeah, I'm not sure if Man. any of the Spurs players or coaching staff are on her radar. You just got you just got to enjoy the tour and listen to all of it. And I don't know, I don't know whether you'd even be able to think about it. You'd be enjoying it too much. I mean, I've never done it, but I'm sure it's, it's a great experience. Um, but the way Carol is, she'll probably find something herself anyway. She doesn't need any. Uh, Anybody leading her astray? Um, right, on that cheery note. Um, so the next podcast... <laughs> um, <laughs> sorry, who have we got next? We've got Stoke City um, next Monday. Um, we didn't do any predictions. Quick prediction. Is it home or away? It's away. I'm going next Monday, Monday evening. Damn. Oh my God. Dark. Can trip. they do it? <laughs> On a wet April in Stoke, that's the thing. Um, yeah, it's going to be cold. Apparently, even if you go in April or May, and this is going to, obviously going to be a night game, which makes it worse, it's, it's really cold and very windy. Well, hopefully you'll find a healthy chicken place. I looked at this at the start of the season, I was, I was looking at away matches and I was thinking, because oh, I've not, not been to one until... I did my first ever away match um, last season, end of last season against Everton, and I, and I got got the bug, and I thought, right, I'm going to try to do as many as possible. And I went through the list, and there was all ones which, um, well, in fact, I applied for everyone, and, and of course, so ones which I, I was never going to get a ticket for, for, for example, North London Derby. In fact, all the London games, and there were other ones which. Which I did, um, and and went to um, Stoke. When I looked at it, I thought. Can't be asked. It's Stoke. It's a shithole. Um, but as the season drew on, I thought I will. Yeah, I'll give that a go. And then they moved it to a Monday, which made it really difficult because 
Um, it's a work night, and I've got to take the afternoon off work to get there. You've got the Tuesday morning off as well. No, I've got the. Um, I'm working at the moment on the Tuesday, but because I worked Friday evening and I was working this morning, and I did about five hours this morning and three hours on Friday, I've got some time in Lee, so I'm hoping that I can use it and take the at least the Tuesday morning off, so I don't have to be. Yeah. Yeah, um, I get back really late, but um, I thought, fuck it, I'm going to do it. But the way I see it is, it's still Stoke. It's a dump. And I want to be in and out there as quickly as possible. Um, that's my, um, uh, yeah, that's my objective. Um, Stoke away. So I'm through Mark. You said two nil, Bex. Yeah, two. Yeah, yeah two nil. I'll go with that. They beat us three nil, I think, last season. So I'll take the reverse score line. We'll do them three oh, nil. Yeah, that was a two-all draw at the lane, wasn't it? The and there was, and there was, and there was a two-all draw earlier in the season at, at the lane. Um, so that still pisses me off no end. We were there, Vex, and yeah, and then for, I think three-nil they beat us away from home last season. Um, I think Chiriches possibly played in that game. Remember him? Um, yeah, but that was Poch's um, breaking point, wasn't it? Yeah, but still, it still it still hurts. So that's when um, he lost it. That's uh, it was after that game that things changed. That was the home one, but yeah, but the the away fixture I think we lost three 0 Anyway, I'll I'll take three 0 next week. So um, because I'm going up there on Monday night, um, the next podcast will be recorded on the following day, Tuesday the nineteenth, um, Tuesday evening. My guest will be Carol Hayward, who we mentioned. And back for the first time since the last day, since the, um, the last pod of last season, John Rayworth will be on that podcast as well. Um, so uh, looking forward to that. Right. Cool. Bex as ever, thank you. Um, see you on Thursday at the game, Spurs ladies. You will indeed, yeah. Yep. And if anybody can get down, I know it's a Thursday evening, I know it's Chesant, but if you can get down, it's what, fiver to get in. Um, it'd be good to get behind the Spurs ladies um, and, and watch us win our first bit of silverware this season. <laughs> um, what? Mark? Yeah, um, I love the confidence. Yeah. Won't be the, it will be the first bit, it won't be the last bit. They're, they're, they're contesting two other trophies and yeah. and the league title's still a possibility. Um Fuck you, Leicester City. Um, Mark, um, a pleasure as ever. Thank you. Um, and on that note, the future's bright, the future's lily white. Good night. Gods have failed as men are hailed and faces in the dirt. Now gather round and sing it out.